Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini sewed. Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. All right. <laughs> go, let's go. You okay, go. sure. <laughs> it's mission catch-up time. What does a science podcast do with a story spanning 27 movies? Well, make a mini-series. We're talking character development, story development, over-the-top action, and of course, science plots that get more and more extreme. Join us as we delve deeper and deeper into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in ways that destroy Frida's brain cells one by one. We will make a believer out of her yet, though, or she'll go full Thanos and snap me out of the podcast. We are on episode four out of five of Mission Catch-Up miniseries, and today, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume one. We're in space, man. What happens when a bunch of good hearts with some questionable morals get together? Hilarity and ass-kicking, that's what. We meet our alien superhero team of weird and wonderful outcasts as they try to avoid death, save the galaxy, and make some credits. They just need to find a way to come together, escape the Ravagers, stop Ronin, avoid Nebula, get the Infinity Stone, have a dance-off, and don't forget, we need that guy's leg. Uh. <laughs> That was a good, uh, I loved the repeated gag actually from Rocket. Like, we need his eye. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I need it. <laughs> oh, it was funny. Uh, Frida, this is my second favorite Marvel movie. Okay. <laughs> so. Yes, Frida has some thoughts. Now, I know that you already said that you were going to struggle with these ones because of the space yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I watched these on the plane. Right. On my flights. Um, and so I actually watched them before Captain America because Captain America wasn't on the flight. Okay. So I, I wrote down everything just so I knew the storyline and I could make sure that I caught up. But actually the storyline, like it was all right. It, it was like yeah. nothing. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So I wrote down pretty carefully everything that happened and that's all you know but some of the the funny things i might struggle to remember if i haven't written them down specifically so just a head warning but um <laughs> yeah fun yeah a romp i get it it's the star man it's the music it's the guy it's look it's the hand solo type star solo man whatever i get it <laughs> i get it okay okay but, but did you like it do you not like it at all? Well, it wasn't that I, I I really enjoyed it, but also I just, I think when we get to volume two, I'll be able to like summarize my thoughts a bit Okay. Um, about it. But um, there was so much of the dialogue and a lot of the performance stuff that for me, it was like, I didn't enjoy like the things people were saying and they're like just clunky performance stuff like that was just like oh and the fact that it wasn't like really laughing at itself I, I think when I get to the I, I okay, have to I get to the to volume number two again to really right. express okay. my feelings about all right it. let's get into the cast so two. okay keeping keeping our guardians team aside for a minute let's just uh, there's just a couple of people that I had picked out from the wider cast so obviously Benico the collector yeah okay yeah I he's love, funny oh i thought he was and that, great his, the, his i love his, and um, his person cadence is that the word that you say for some yeah. the way some the pattern the rhythm, of how someone speaks the rhythm, yeah i love it speak, yeah 
Yeah, and but he's um I will not be your slave. But like that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I'm like <laughs> What? What's wrong with it? I I can't explain it. It's just bad. It's just How? bad. I don't know. Because 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 it gets better because because it gets better than this in general in the world. It's just like those bits are like, do not touch it. I will touch it. Ah, like <laughs> it's just bad. I don't have it. I can't explain. But what's it, bad? The story, the acting, the the way that the it's dialogue, shot? the performances. Probably, really, I would say dialogue and performances. Like they have a lot of famous cool people in bits and pieces, but a lot of the character dialogue between characters, I'm like. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. We like are going. We're going to. Go way too a, far. We're going to end okay, up in fine. a fight. Okay. So moving yeah. on, John C. Riley. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do like much, but I really like yes. when he was like spraying his orchids. Like he's great, but like he didn't do like he. Yeah, wasn't I just liked his. I just hilarious. liked the appearance of him. Oh, cool. He's There's a lot of people that, that will jump in on a cameo or like a small role in a James Gunn movie yeah. because of his filming style is so specific. Yeah. And so fucking weird and wonderful. And the fact that you don't enjoy yeah. the weird and wonderful about it is tripping my brain out. Okay, Glenn Close. Yeah, she doesn't do a lot. She's just there as... Yeah. I love her name. What's her name called? What's the name oh, again? Oh, God. Nova Prime? Yeah, Nova Prime. Yeah. I love that her name is... She looks amazing and her name is amazing. But it's all just silly. Okay. <laughs> so, the, I just wanna, so I just want to pick out one person then. Um, Wyatt Olaf, okay. who played the young Star-Lord. And I just wanted to point out that he is Stanley in the um, It remake. Oh. I didn't know. I have a question for you. When I rewatched it. I have, Go on. I have, I, have two, I have a question. Karen Gillan is in the cast. Yeah. Who is she? Nebula. Okay. Wasn't sure. Because she's a repeat offender. She was in... Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. I mean, Karen you. Gillan is sci-fi fucking God. And you to were going me. crazy about her. And I, she, you were like, oh, I love Karen Gillan. So this is the first time I've seen Karen Gillan in sci-fi. Okay. She's really scary. She's, I, I adore Karen Gillan. She is really scary. She's one like, of my she, Her people. character is yeah. terrifying. Um, I love David Bautista. Was that the Dax. guy with the scars all over him? Yeah. Drax. Although Sorry, again, Drax. What? Drax. Drax. Although again, it's like, yeah, I it's hard to explain. I just think I think I love him, but also it's a bad performance. At the end. Of okay. The day. No. 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 I think your problem, and I think <laughs> no, because I do think I think this is a problem that you, that you need to find some way to um, get out of your head about this, because I'm going to suspect. That part of your issue is that you're comparing every performance and every person and every character to like human drama or human comedy movies. No, I'm not. But this is in space. I'm, no, he's a fucking I'm alien not. from a different no, civilization no, with no, a different no, way. No, it's bad. I'm sorry because the How? gags they 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 dig in so deep to every gag. That no, every they don't. The dialogue is so drawn out. Yes, it's like they have a gag. And it's funny in the first time and it's funny in the second time. And then it's like again and again and again and again and again. I very, very like, strongly disagree. That's fine. So any scenes that you want to pick out? Um, I have a lot of scenes just in my questions. 
Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot of really yeah. great scenes. That's the thing. There's a lot of fun, like awesome sequences that yeah. are like great. A lot That's... of the slow walking with the hello, okay. you know, whatever that one. Like there's a lot of like amazing extended sequences that are really fun to watch. The prison break is amazing. Yeah. The There's a lot of really great stuff. Okay. But yeah, there's a lot of, there's like, it's, it's one excellent, like fun sequence after the other. Okay. For sure. What about you? Uh, yeah, so I just want to pick out the scene at the start where they all meet. Because I, I just think it's very clever and original. Mm. So that, that they had the iPad. They're looking for... I had to remind myself of this. So Rocket has his little iPad. They're bounty hunters. They find yeah. a guy. And the, and the reason why they're looking for him is because this guy has just randomly picked up the Infinity Stone. So and un- un- unknowingly, so they go to him. Yeah. No, that they don't the know me- about the Infinity Stone. What it no. is is he's Yondu is tasked with getting the orb, and mm-hmm. uh, Quill is a part of Yondu's team. And then Quill decides to go off on his own and just get the orb. So he goes ahead of Yondu, gets it, and then goes to try to sell it himself. So then there's a bounty out on. Well, that's what's happening. But the bounty on Quill isn't necessarily because of the orb. The bounty on him will probably just be because he's a Ravager. So they're bounty oh, hunters. Okay. They catch a... Uh, there's a bounty on him. And at the same time, Gamora is there because she wants the orb so she can escape Thanos. And it's just... I just think it's a nice way that our, our kind of bad guys slash hero troop meet for the first time. That they're all just yeah. in this big fight against each other when none of them actually knows, know why. why. Like, none yeah. of them know the full story of what's going on, basically. Yeah. no, And their broker's selling to the other one yeah. and nobody knows the layers of, like... I did find, in general, there was a lot of double crossing, crossing of the crossing of the double, the layers, the sort of yeah. thing. But that, that goes into the second volume as well. Very okay. hard to separate um, the other one that I want to pick out is I just I just really like the scene at the end when Drax pets Rocket. I just think it's very sweet. Yeah, I think the some relationships that happen towards the end is a really beautiful moments, which I will yeah. save for. Okay, my so question. yeah, so Two. well, so we'll go into uh, number one, which is the discussion around the story and the character development. So because it's our first visit with the Guardians, we don't really have like a development in the characters or the story. It's more just like the first time we meet them. So how do we feel about the main characters and their dynamics? And what do we think the setup of the story is about? That is a really good question. Like why? Well, the question number three is we're talking about science technology. I was going to ask if you could explain what the collector was explaining about the stones because I was just... So I won't talk yeah, about we'll, that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But it, like the, the function yeah, the, go on. Why in the, why in the scheme of why are we taking a break from all of those Avengers stories to talk about these people? What is the relevance to the wider story? I don't know, but I'm the, it's the Infinity Stones and Thanos. Thanos, right? Yeah. Because so in we, in the Marvel kind of world, Thanos is one of the biggest villains super villains that they face at some point but this is kind of bringing that connection so far we've only seen thanos in like we got those end credit bits in the avengers yeah when he turns around so now we see that thanos has set okay so there's a treaty between the kree and the nova yeah 
And but there's a Cree rebel called Ronan. Yes. Who's going around killing people at Nova. Yeah. And he's backed by Thanos. Only and Thanos Th- has given his daughters, okay. Yeah, Thanos doesn't really care about Ronan and what Ronan wants to do. Thanos wants the infinity stones. So he has sent Ronan to get the orb. Uh, just like he sent um, Loki to Earth to get the Tesseract. Thanos is looking for these objects and he's using other people okay. sending them off to get to get them. Okay. Um, and so the introduction in Guardians of the Galaxy is just introducing us more to Thanos' story and mm. that side of it. Because, yeah, there's okay. the introduction of the Infinity Stones. We get to kind of learn more about what they are, how many of them there are, and know that that's what Thanos is looking for. Because we don't know in Avengers. We just know he wants the Tesseract. Um, but we also get to meet his daughters, Gamora and Nebula. And they're really important to the Thanos story and how everything kind of plays out. Mm-hmm. And the fact cool. that Thanos okay. is an alien anyway, so we have to go to space. Yeah. We do have to go to space. <laughs> um, yeah, I like what I kind of one of the things I love about it is like in in Thor we saw like the nine realms through the wormhole travel, but here we're just in good old fashioned spaceships around the galaxy. But yeah, like it's I, I get it. It's the whole sort of retro, yeah, nostalgic style man thing. In terms of the cast, then I think Peter Quill is excellent. I love. I think he's wonderful. I think Chris Pratt is excellent. I think Jax um, is really funny. I adore Michael Rooker and Yondu. I think he's fucking mad. I really like Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker is good at exactly what he does, which is this kind of character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's exactly what he does in the other, in the show, in The Walking Dead. And it's like, he does that very, very well. Mm-hmm. I think he's not, like, the greatest actor ever. But, you know, and sometimes the words that he's given to recite are, like, a bit it's a bit not great but like he his character i think like is my best out of the guardians of the galaxy like he i really like him and i'll talk more about him later i do like that um well it's a weird thing with with michael rooker not a weird thing sorry but it's just this something that happens in cinema a lot when you have certain style directors people like like James Gunn or like Quentin Tarantino, uh, Martin Scorsese that have a very specific style to the movie that they do. And it tends to mean that they recast the same people a lot. Do you know? So it's like they like, so James Gunn always has Michael Rooker in his movies. Oh, okay. He'll find some and Sean Gunn as well. Like he'll find some slot for Sean Gunn and for James Gunn. Or for sorry, yeah, that, that, that's totally common. Like a relationship yeah. between director and actor, they know exactly how to use it. But I feel like he knows exactly how to use yeah. Michael Rooker. And I just, I just this like is how you use him. This is exactly yeah. how you use him. I think it's very sweet as well. Like that, there's certain because I do believe that when you're doing something and when you're doing something so huge, you want people that you can trust around you, especially when you're constant. So like, I know from theater, every time you go to a new show. Like, it's a whole new group of people that I would have to meet. New crew, new cast, new everything. And you don't know how people are going to be. So if you can always have one person there who you can rely on, you trust, you know exactly how they're going to work, then it kind of grounds you a little bit. So I just think it's quite sweet. 
Um, okay, do you have any other comments about the cast or do you just think the Guardians were shit altogether? I love your spice. <laughs> salty, salty. I'm so, like, I'm so disappointed. This is my second favorite. I thought we were going to have such a great laugh about this one and I'm just so disappointed that you are so down on it. It's just really, really breaking my heart. Um, Chris Pratt, I thought that he was very rude. And I would not want my son to watch this man and the way he was talking. I thought he was really yucky. And there was a joke that he said that was so dirty. It was so disgusting. And I think it was near the beginning of the movie. And I was just like, this is gross. And the joke is, and it was like, yes, yes, he's, he likes women, you know. And it's like they a couple times. And he and the neck, he talks about it, he refers to the size of his dick, you know. And it's like <coughs> here and there. But the joke that he says is and it's so dumb the dialogue is so terrible and this joke is so disgusting and it really put me off i think it like it really did something for the rest of the movie for me but she gamora goes in and they're talking about it and they've got this dynamic and i love the whole he tells her about cheers about the will they won't they when whatever whatever um and it's like they've got obviously a dynamic and she says your spaceship is filthy and she goes up the stairs and the camera looks at her ass and, you know, as she's going up the stairs. Okay, fine. And he goes, oh, you have no idea. And then he says, if I had a black light, this would look like a Jackson Pollock painting. Now, firstly, you just say Jackson Pollock. You don't have to say a Jackson Pollock painting. Everyone knows what you're talking about. So, but whatever. So what are you saying? Are you jerking off on the walls of your spaceship? Is that the joke? That, that's what he's referring to. He's saying, if you put a black light... Because that Jackson Pollock, that's a that's a that's a, like a, a classic joke about Jackson Pollock, and it's referring to like ejaculating on things. By the way, so what are you saying? You're saying you jerk off onto your spaceship, Peter Quill? Is that what you're saying? I just want to say that this movie. Well, you have a sex in a way. Rating, so I know that's what is that's what the Jackson Pollock joke is. Yeah, but I'm just saying like, it's a PG thirty rating, so it's uh, like teenagers and that's up. the reference. Okay, I'm just saying, so you're going to watch this and that's the joke because that's a that's a joke that's been said before. That's what it's referring to. But also, I don't know what you mean. It's filthy. Are you jerking off onto the walls? Or are you having sex with so many people and your cum some, ends up on the wall? <laughs> like, what, okay, what is well, that dialogue? I never, I, mean, I never, th- I never thought of joke. it in it's that way. Joke. I thought of it in the whole thing it's where like scene. when you watch hotel room shows and they people go in to show you how clean hotel rooms are. Because things that show up under under blacklight is not just semen. A lot of that, things I'm show sorry. up under blacklight. And that's the whole thing. When you look at like dirt and stuff under a blacklight, you see a lot of other stuff there. No. It's not semen. No. That's not the Jackson Pollock, what that's relating to. The Jackson Pollock joke is 100% referring to semen because it's squirted. Like, yes, it... It is, because that's a joke that exists already in movie culture, whatever. But, like, that is the joke, because he's, because he's like this dirty guy, and he has girls on the ship before that. Dirty, as I mean, you know, or like he's having sex with a lot of girls. You see him, you know, talking, you know, so you see the character. You see him saying, you have no idea how filthy my spaceship is. You see, look at her ass as she goes up there. Then she makes a Jackson Pollock joke. And I just thought it was filthy. It wasn't just dirty, but it was, it was a bad scene. And I was like, ew. Ew. <laughs> and I think that changed Okay, but I just want to point out that this is not supposed to be a kid's movie. This is supposed to be an adult movie. This is supposed to be a movie that has adult a- characters, that have adult 
behaviors. It's not That's our not classic. Su- no, no, no. Joke. Let me finish this. Saying. Let me finish okay. this. The original stuff, the things that we always see in the superhero movies, normally it's like we don't see people get injured. We don't see the blood when people are hurt or killed. We don't see the destruction to certain levels. Um, And a lot of the characters are always cookie cutter good guys that are very careful about how they speak and very particular in all of the behaviours and actions. They never talk about sex. They never talk about Everything has to be a romantic relationship. Like that's the standard that we always see in all these movies. The point of Guardians of the Galaxy is taking it to an adult realm. The point of it is bringing it to more real characters and more real people that have flaws and different behaviors to them. That they're not just this like perfect symbolism of a superhero. They're just normal people that, and that's what Quill is. That's the type of guy that he is. He's just, he's a dude. He's a dude that's just messing around and doesn't give a shit. And he's a ravager. So he just steals. That's what he does. He's not a good guy. But the point is that that the whole way through, you actually find out that like, he's, yeah, he's not a great guy, but he, you know, he doesn't agree with just randomly murdering people. And he would like to keep, you know, things kind of okay. But Mm-hmm. Mostly because, as he says himself, I'm one of the people that lives in this galaxy. So I don't know. Yes. I just think if you're, go- I just think if you're going to view it with the eyes of like it, you know, being kids and expectations of that, rather right. than looking at it like a more adult movie, then I mean, you can okay, not like the fine. joke. That's fine, but like to I criticize like it, that's fine. But to criticize it on the level, like that's the character that he's playing. So. I, I, I don't understand. Like, it's I not, think my objection the joke isn't is supposed that it was to be, bad. But the joke isn't supposed to be there so that we all go, oh my God, that's so funny. The joke is to be there to show you what type of character, what type of person Quill is. But why Why is it all over the spaceship walls? You know what I'm saying? That, that's. It's not only that it's dirty. I find that Jackson Park joke to be dirty. Okay, yeah. It's, you're it's, really it was thinking bad. about it way too hard. Yes, I was really thinking about it because it was bad dialogue. That's why what I mean about bad dialogue. But why is it bad dialogue? Butt. It's just a stupid joke. It's a terrible dialogue because it makes no sense and the scene was just Does like bad no and because why is there come on his the walls of his ship unless he's a, unless he's just masturbating like and what why scenario? does it have to be the walls because he says if you shined a black light in here there would be right okay it could be the floor fine I think floor you're overthinking one joke in the movie that's only purpose that's there is <laughs> to show you the type is. of person that Quill is. I think we're going to end up arguing so much about this. Dialogue we need to move on. I'm we sorry. need to move on. Okay, you okay, hate fine. all the Guardians. You don't care about them. Fine. So uh, <laughs> best bits, funny bits. I'll have some best bits and some funny bits. You can have some bits that you thought were mildly okay or terrible. Okay, I've got four bits. Okay. Give me yours then and then I'll bring people back up with my positive ones. I'll give you the first one, which is a good and bad, and then the rest will lighten everybody up after my thought. Okay, the finger on the throat. So I wrote that. It was really funny, but then it goes on for ages. The gag, that's what I mean. I was like, it's funny in the thing when he's like, I don't understand why would I put a finger across the throat? I was like, oh, that's funny, haha. And then they went, the scene was like, you get it, right? That's the thing they kind of talked about. I was like, we get it. That's because it's the character that he is. No, but I'm saying no. He <laughs> said, why do I have to? I was like, cool, that's the joke. And then they all started talking about it. He was like, you get that. You get that. And I'm like, this is an extra 15 seconds of my life. I get the gag. You guys shut up. Okay. But that that's the first one. But the, 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 <laughs> sorry. The next one is 
They crumpled my pants up when he complains that they crumpled his pants up after the prison. When he comes out of prison. And they're like, they crumpled my pants up into a ball. That's rude. That was funny. That was funny. Okay. The other two are my best bits. They're not funny bits, though. So okay. why don't you? Give I, funny you see, bits? I can't join in on you now because, like, I just, I just, like, you, you, like, I just Deal can't. With it. I can't. I'm Deal so with it. upset. I'm so Deal sad. Deal with I'm it. so sad. Like, it's fine that you don't like the style of a movie, but I'm just so sad that you are it's shitting not the style. all over. Something. It's not the style. It is it's the, the style. dialogue and the delivery of the yes, dialogue, James Gunn wrote it. It's the style. It's his movie style. It's the way he likes the patterns of the dialogue to go. It's how the mo- both movies are like okay, this. Okay, fine. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Okay, tell oh, me your funny bits. No, Still with it. I just want to quit recording and just not do this anymore. No, you have to. No. This is this is for you folks back home. We know that that's okay, what you come here okay. for. Okay, I need to. I need to. Okay, you guys, like I'm it. just gonna start tuning Frida out. <laughs> just, <laughs> just focus on my own positivity in how much I love this movie. Okay, so one of my favorite lines, one of the funniest lines, I think, is Gamora. <laughs> I am not one of your starry-eyed waifs here to succumb to your your pelvic sorcery. I just love it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm not going to say any more shitty things about the movie because um, I won't. A scene that I love is the scene when Rocket and Drax try to save Quill and Gamora from the Ravager ship because I just think it's an excellent shot. You hear the sound of like the impact and then there's the guy in the scene. He's like, it's the impact's not like it's not damaging the ship at all. And then you get the cutaway, the like the wide shot and you see the huge Ravager ship and then the tiny little thing with Rocket in it and and Drax standing on top of it. Oh yeah, yeah, just yeah. being like, that- yeah, we're gonna take you on. I just love the that kind of complex that Rocket has. That he's like, he's so small that he's got the yeah. biggest kind of energy of like, yeah, let's do it. Than anyone, I just think it's great. Yeah, he's a little asshole. Yeah, um, I like the scene shit. with. Uh, I like the scene when he escapes at the at the opening from the planet. I like that whole sequence actually, when he goes yeah. out and there's like a couple of great shots when he jumps to get into his ship. And then, like, he's he's going away and he thinks he's escaped. And then, like, the water jet comes up and sends him off up into the air. And uh, But I just like that end bit when, when everything is calmed down and then Barit pops up. And he's like, I'm going to be honest, I forgot you were here. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> and then that was a good character introduction with the Walkman and that scene yeah. with his dancing. It was really good. That, that is, that, that's, that's a great scene, but I just didn't want to, just, I just wanted to, if I'm just... <laughs> I'm so scared to talk about anything that I love from this movie now. Uh-huh. Uh, Rocket and the Leg is just a great scene. Anyway, okay, yeah. go on. Okay, so Groot saving them by growing around them is very beautiful. It is. It's very sweet. It's very beautiful. But the bit at the end that made me be like, oh, my God. It's when, and I know that there's information about the character that comes later that explains this, but I didn't have that information. So I'm not going to, um, but this is what I thought is that when they started holding hands with the infinity stone and sharing the burden and I was yeah. like, Oh, sharing a burden makes it lighter. Yeah. Because people die, they hold the infinity stone and it kills them, but they all held hands and they spread it around. Yeah. And because of that, they survived and I thought that that was really beautiful yeah like that they learnt 
the benefit of friendship and staying together. Like that in itself is a goal. It's not yeah. about their shared mission. The mission is friendship and helping each other. That yeah. is the point. And not I do. I, I, I think that that point stays even with the knowledge then that we right. get afterwards about Quill. Because I don't think that changes it. It doesn't mean that they're kind of like it was it was very evident in the scene that they were feeling the power going through them as well mm -hmm. so they were all, they were definitely very sharing clear. it was just the fact that like quill as a mm -hmm. human the others are aliens with different i mean gamora's got a whole different strength level so does drax from where where they're from so like i think the the idea is that quill should have just died immediately the same way the the girl in the collector's place did but he didn't yes, die exactly. immediately but uh but he still shared the burden. So I think I think that sticks. Okay. Question number okay, three. Uh, we're talking about discussions around the technology or the science that is presented in this. I've got... Yeah, I've just got a couple of, couple of things to bring up. So what I would like from you from this question is the scene where the collector does the whole yeah. explanation of the Infinity Stones. If you could distill that for me. Okay. I would really so love it. Let's let's do that last. So the first thing Okay. The first thing I, I so there's a bunch of stuff that's like really cool, I think, in it. Like I think the Dark Astro ship is awesome. The way it's got these twisty things that I guess are for like aerodynamic purposes that, that um their wings kind of rotate as it's mm -hmm. coming into the atmosphere of the planet. Um the net the net of Zendarian ships, I think, is awesome. I loved that whole scene. It made me quite sad Which when they all died. Which one's the Zendari again? When they, when they try to stop the ship and they create, they connect all their oh, little things together. Fuck, that was amazing. That was really cool. Um, so that I was, was sad amazing. that they all died. Uh, I mean, in terms of like technology, like Nebula the Borg, basically, just as an entire being. Um, but I do have two things in particular that I wanted to pick out. So before the Infinity Stones, I just want to talk about uh, the prison in space, right? So I love this whole idea of that the space, that the prison is up in space. Um, and then the one thing though, and the one thing that people tend to pick out about this is when they're doing the breakout, it's the whole thing that he turns off the artificial gravity everywhere except for the thing that they're in. So I just wanted us to have a quick discussion about artificial gravity because I don't have a way to describe this. But I've been thinking about it a lot lately because I've been doing something else where I've been trying to figure out how artificial gravity would work. And it's not, it's just this thing that we ignore. Whenever we do a space movie, we ignore the artificial gravity because it's never explained. And it's never explained because it's not something we could create. The only movies that we have done that have a good depiction of how you would create artificial gravity are The Martian. And um, actually, I say the only movies and now I realise is... Uh, that it's just the Martian because <laughs> the other Geostorm. one I was thinking of is Interstellar and we haven't done that yet oh not Geostorm <laughs> no no it really wasn't they had no explanation in Geostorm as to how they had it I don't think they just had it yeah it's just but this thing they just everything's just accepted as is but like in reality you could only create gravity by yeah having a ship like the Hermes where you where you've got a rotation a Taurus that's going that and the rotation means you're like accelerating so like the iss and that's what kind of uh no ignore the iss i didn't say that uh so you've got the rotation the rotation is allowing you to be kind of pulled creating that that fake force 
And then like there's some depiction of things like um, the Expanse TV show does a great thing with the gravity boots. But the gravity boots wouldn't affect your whole body because your whole body would still feel like have those physical effects of of not Mm. being in a gravity environment. So it's like... Remember the magnet boots in Face Off? They had the magnet boots. Oh, what were the... Why can't I remember magnet boots? In Face Off Prison, prison. they had the magnet boots. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't wouldn't be held down to something just because you had boots unless you had like gravity on your side. No, that's it. But I've been thinking about it, and that's it. It's like you you either have a you either have something like that. You have a mass that's at the center that's um, large enough to create a gravity, but but then like that would need to be such a huge amount, a huge mass, so that wouldn't really be on your ship. Um, mm. There's this thing about spinning plates, but yeah, there's just there's no way to create it in such a way that you could just be walking around. Right. on a spaceship in space and no. have created this artificial gravity that I can think of. So anyway, no. I just wanted to bring it up because I was trying to figure out how we could create artificial gravity and I was just like, I just can't come up with a solution to it. So we mm. just take it that forever and always in space movies, it's just, we just accept, we, it's a thing. We did a movie and someone actually messaged me that they wish we spoke about the artificial gravity. In it was movie. Alien, I remember you said it. Alien, Yeah. yeah. I was just like, but we can't talk about artificial gravity because it's not a thing. Yeah. Okay, so the Infinity Stones. Before creation itself, I can't do his voice, there were six singularities. The universe exploded into existence and the remnants of these systems were forged into concentrated ingots. Um, And stones can only be brandished by beings of extraordinary strength. So I have looked at it, but like I've got three lines and that's about it. So I'm sorry. Uh, Basically, a singularity is a point of infinite density and gravity, a condition where gravity is so intense that space time breaks down catastrophically. It's not part of normal space time and it has no where or when associated with it. So put simply, it's a place where the laws of physics completely break down. Now, they're found in the centre of black holes and at the beginning of the Big Bang. So it's not necessarily a physical thing, more an indication, like the, and the, the singularity kind of existence, it's not necessarily a physical thing, it's more an indication that we would need new physics to explain this breakdown. Yes, and it's the idea that, that it, what it is more a prediction of a current theory, it's where the theory breaks down. Because every physical theory we have describes limit within limits something. Okay. And it has singularities of the theory is when the, the theory breaks down or indeed the rules of physics break down. It's not to say the rules of physics themselves break down, but the rules of physics according to the law break down and you need a new theory to explain them. Yeah. So it's like doesn't necessarily mean those things are happening in the black hole but according to the theory that we hold of the universe it implies that it does but we might just need a new theory yeah that's the thing there's a point in the black hole where we can no longer describe it using the physics that we have and we would need new physics yeah um that's so yeah so they're just they're just taking this concept and just saying that like you know uh within this place this point um that's what that's what the new physics 
basically yeah. says that when the Big Bang happened, you know, it caused some sort of reaction in these singularities um, that created these elemental stones that mm-hmm. um, each harness extraordinary power. Uh, but you have to be a super duper super being to be able to use it. When you say power, it's just sort of like arbitrary, just power or energy or because you had the pictures of them like, you know, stepping on the ground and the ground going up. So is it, is it specifically does a particular thing or is it holding it depends energy on the or stone? Do- and this hasn't been explained okay. yet, but it does depend on the stone. And I was thinking about it recently as well, because I was like, what, what would the energy be? So in Avengers, we talked about the fact that the Tesseract gives off gamma radiation. And some of the sources in our universe are come from the hottest and most energetic objects in the universe. So neutron stars, pulsars, supernova explosions, and regions around black holes. So it's kind of like saying that, I guess that the stone is in some way, some, some physical representation of something that occurs in the center of a black hole where our understanding of physics breaks down. Yeah. So it's, and it's harnessing some sort of power in some sort of way, but you have to know what it is and and how to use it. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Do you have anything that you want to talk about in this bit? I just want to talk about the infinity stones. Okay. That was my question. Well, we'll get more opportunities in the future if I ever decide to actually bother giving you a Marvel movie again. (laughs) So salty. I mean, this is what you wanted. This is the whole theme of this series. I know, but I just thought I was And now you're torturing me. I was so sure you were going to like this one. I was so sure you were going to be into the weird and wacky. It was like... I was really stimulated and alive watching it, but it just kept on pissing me off with okay. little bits and pieces the whole way. All right. Let's Can't move in, help it. Let's move into question four then. If you could have anything from the movie, what would it be? Or is there anything that you wish existed in our world? Um, there's a lot. Firstly is the jet boots, obviously. I feel like because it had a oh. retro kind of feel to this whole thing that it had to have jet boots. Because jet boots are super retro. Hello. I accidentally unplugged my my, my headphones. Oh. So well, what I, I was saying was... Super was retro. <laughs> because the movie is super retro, it has to have jet boots. Because jet boots are like a Oh, thing. jet boots are mine too! <laughs> so jet boots are just... I love that they had the jet boots. Because of course you have to have jet boots. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have jet boots. <laughs> Um, I have like my actual amazing answer for this question, which I'm going to leave to the end. But there was there was a weapon that he uses and it sort of makes everyone fall down. It was near the beginning of the yeah. movie. And I really like it that it doesn't hurt more of this, more of weapons that don't hurt people that just sort of stuns them. I wish they kind of explained like, hey, this is my weapon that doesn't kill people or hurt people, just like stuns them. I, I wanted them to be like to – because my interpretation of the weapon was that it's not meant to really hurt anybody or maim them. And I and I just want more of that in life in general. <laughs> <laughs> Weapons that just give everyone a bit of a, like, whoa. <laughs> and I love the mask. I loved, I loved the mask that they yeah. have, that they use. And obviously the scene when he saves Gamora. 
Oh just yeah. The yeah. mask when he gives his mask to her. I love it. I love that they is this the Ravager thing that they all have like the suit and the mask, one each? Um it's no, it seems thing? to be his thing. His thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um and then the, the well I'll I'll save my my big thing that I love until you do yours. Oh, I've just got my last one is Yondu's arrow just to smite my enemies. Yeah, it was Yondu's arrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was Yondu's arrow. Uh, it was so good. That was mm-hmm. like so good. And I love that the whistle was so Michael Rooker as well. His like sort of um, character, his whole demeanor, the fact that it worked with a whistle was like, it, it was just so modeled around Michael Rooker. Yeah. The mohawk. It was clearly designed for 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 the actor or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Yondu is a character in a comic, but it, it is, nothing, yeah. nothing so perfectly fits an actor like <laughs> Michael Rooker wearing the mohawk and that whistle arrow. I loved <laughs> the whistle. Every time the arrow came out, I was smiling. It was one of the best weapons I've ever seen in my life. It's and I an can't excellent, whistle. excellent weapon. And I don't know how to whistle. I know me neither. So neither of us could use it, but. Mm. Okay. I was uh, jealous. Question five, what's before. the most unbelievable or ridiculous thing? Oh, God, here we go. Why does every race have binary gender lines? Every fucking race that you see has this gender man, woman. And because you get a lot of, you know, mixed race couplings. But it seems like every race has like a man and a woman. It I don't just doesn't know. make any sense. Okay. <laughs> makes no sense john c riley's family that was kind of yeah. cute but then i was like if it doesn't make sense that's ridiculous every it's like they're all men and women all these aliens don't make sense have you okay that's a fair point <laughs> okay i don't know how to Thank i you. don't know what to say it's just a fair point <laughs> um alien abduction just in general <laughs> Uh, from the beginning yeah just like yeah (laughs) as a a concept yeah yeah i'm against that being real as well (laughs) go on how many do you have i was okay i was i've got one more (laughs) and like my the problem is my next one i feel bad about it because i know that it's a thing that is a james gunn thing that he does it in every single movie he always has one it's the dance off I hated the dance off. Guys, it's a dance off at the end. Yeah. That's I just funny. I just hated the idea that like that's what would stop the super villain with the super duper infinity stone from destroying everything that he would pause a second cuz some fucking dorky jackass is dancing in front of him instead of just like going about but it with was his funny. master plan. <laughs> Because it made Roman Ronan look really like he's just a stupid character, which he kind of is. Because okay. he's like, oh, 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 I have paint. I've got to think. First, I was like, he's scary. That guy is sinister. But something about the dance-off made Ronan suddenly look really silly. And I okay. thought that was funny. Like, okay. it is really silly that there's a guy in yeah. like a cloak with this crazy voice and paint telling everybody all this shit. And yeah. it was just, he was ridiculing Ronan. And Ronan was like, you're not taking me seriously? You're not scared of me? I liked it. It was kind of like a little okay. flip on the genre. Genre. But I didn't know that okay. was his thing. Okay, James Gunn. All right, cool. All right, final comments. 
I already said my final comment, which was the fucking Jackson Pollock. Oh, okay. All right. Um, we will not go back to that. <laughs> uh, okay, I've got... I love Yondu and his toys. I just like his little toy collection that he has. And I just think it's yeah. very sweet that, like, in the orb, when he opens it then, it's like a little troll. It's like Quail's fucked him over, but he's also like, yeah, here's a toy for your collection. I just thought it was cute. Um... I just love James Gunn. I love the style. I love all the music. I have the album. I have it on record. Like, I love it. Uh, but we won't go into it because I don't want to hear what you have to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel is a constant curiosity to me when it comes to Guardians of the Galaxy. Vin Diesel is in this movie? Vin Diesel is Groot. Oh. Groot. Groot's great. I just find it really curious because I'm like, so. What's he doing as what's he doing yeah. as Groot? Because like, what, is he in there in a mocap <laughs> suit like with them all the whole time? Because I know Bradley Cooper wasn't. Bradley Cooper just did the voice for Rocket because Sean Gunn wore the mocap suit as Rocket. In all of the, in the movie. Um, yeah, that's funny. That's so really funny. I just like what? How what? much did he get paid? And and like so, there's a thing where he says that um, it saved, like it saved him. Basically, he credits it with like saving his life in some sort of way. That he was in a really low point, and then getting Marvel and getting to be a part of Marvel was amazing, and blah blah blah. And it's like, great, sure. I'm not I'm not trying to shit on anyone whatsoever, but I'm always just eternally confused about what he did. That's so funny. I don't want to be a bitch That's about really it. That's really funny. Like, I do. I just find That's it really like, funny. I am Groot. I am Groot. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is it like when, when Tom Hanks shows the, like, you know, the clips of Tom Hanks talking about when he goes in to record Toy Story? And it's like, you know, he's like, it's 20 hours of just saying the same line over and over again. It's like... Oh, do not even make a comparison to that iconic. No, but that's what I mean. It's like, it's Tom Hanks is doing 20 hours of one line (laughs) out of like multiple, like out of how many lines of dialogue. And then here it's like, it's literally, I am Groot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to be rude, but I was just, I'm just always a little bit like, yeah, Vin Diesel. Cool. The, I I just, even the, the fact that Rocket understands Groot, I think that there was a pattern to this movie in which a lot of the jokes, a lot of the gags were like unoriginal. This is like the, the, that whole thing of like, oh, so he's understanding him and I agree this, that. I just think it just nagged at me. I think the, the issue that I had for a lot of it was I felt the dialogue was not, was like, it just pissed me off. So even though the story is incredibly compelling and the scenes and like are compelling, it's, it's something about the fucking the, the writing. Okay. okay, so I'm just going to riff saying something because I'm not having this episode end with you saying that. Um, okay. <laughs> because... But I'm right about the Jackson Collock thing because I was no, because I've been this Googling is, it and I'm correct. Because this is semen. my second favorite <laughs> Marvel movie. It goes The Avengers... It goes Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. That's just how it is. I fucking love this movie. I think it's quirky. I think it's weird. I think it's just... I think it's hilarious. I love it so much. And on that note, join us in two weeks' time for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2.
<laughs> Let's see if we can have a fight. Bye. At what point will Abby get on a plane to Australia just to face freedom? Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>